Welcome to the Fearless Mom Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Mary Westcott, a mother, wife, and mom boss. This podcast is all about helping women to build a path to chase their dreams while becoming a greater version of themselves. Every Monday, join me as I will deliver a strong dose of inspirational topics from how to become a priority in your life to creating a strong bulletproof mindset for success. If you are a busy woman on the go who is in need of a simple pick-me-up, a dose of inspiration, or motivation, look no further. Come join me on the Fearless Mom Tribe podcast. Looking forward to meeting you soon, beauty. Hey, my beautiful mamas. Welcome to another episode of the Fearless Mom Tribe podcast. I'm super excited to have you here today. Um, So your girl, I'm going to tell you something. Your girl has been dealing with so much and I have not even really realized it until her health started to decrease, her mental state started to down spiral, her emotional state started to become just just out of this world. Like I can't even explain it. And I have found out, you know, all all my life, well not all my life, but with the last four years, I always thought, you know, my postpartum depression was caused by, you know, just pregnancy. And, you know, I could have been just a little stressed somewhere or depressed about something and didn't realize it. But after really, really thinking about it, my postpartum came from my job. And I'm going to tell you why. Yes, you know, people, doctors tell you, you know, postpartum depression can come from many different areas through your pregnancy. You could be stressed and um, don't know it. You can be, you know, depressed or there's a thought or a trauma or whatever it may be. You know, your body's going through all these hormones, trying to level itself out because it's all this change that has been going through for the last nine months, you know, the whole story. But I have found out for me that my postpartum has came from my job. And I want to sit down with you and really get real with you and talk about why. So I started a brand new job. Amazing. You know, I live in a small town. So this job is one of the best, you know, paying jobs that there is, you know, so why not, right? (laughs) Benefits are out of this world. It's amazing. Things are amazing on that end, but it's the environment that I did not know that I was going to have to deal with. It was the people, what they're saying, the opinions, the things that they say out loud in front of me. I didn't know that I was going to experience that. And so I started in April of 2018, this new amazing job that I thought it was amazing and just the greatest thing in the world. And then came to find out I be I was pregnant um, at the end of September. So found that out. And so, you know, you go through the procedures. You go to your nurse that is in your, you know, your workplace. Let them know, hey, I am pregnant. Just want to let you know, yada, yada, yada. And so remind you guys, I work in a factory. 
a battery factory. So I deal with automotive batteries um, for higher paying companies, well-known companies. Um, so with that, I just want to let you know, I am dealing with lead dust and acid. So keep those two things in mind, lead dust and acid. And so after I was telling, you know, my nurse that I became pregnant, he already immediately put certain restrictions on for myself, you know, just to keep me safe and, you know, make sure I have a healthy pregnancy. After that, you know, they pulled me off of the position I was in and I start working on the lines. Um, and so when you work on the lines, you are taking care of dressing up the battery, putting labels on and things like that, um, and ready to be shipped out. And so I was on the line from, you know, close to my nine months. And as I was going through, you know, each day, my baby's growing, things like that. I start getting people frowning at me, telling me, oh, you're using your pregnancy as a crutch because I have restrictions. And so they didn't like the fact that they had to do, you know, extra work. But remind you, I am a hard worker. I don't like people doing things for me. It was very hard for me anyway for other people to do things and knowing that they had to do things for me. So your girl was furious, upset, filmed the motions, everything. And, you know, they start seeing all of those things. And then, then they tried to get me in trouble. So there was a time where I was just a assistant. So I wasn't scheduled to be on a, a actual line the entire day. So I was helping each line that needed to be helped. Start of the day, every time I make sure the lines get materials set up, ready to go. And one woman asked me, hey, are you going to be on our line? And I simply told her, I was like, no, I'm actually getting all the materials ready for every line, but I can come and help. That day was just a nightmare. And so I start seeing not our supervisor, we call them crew leads. Our crew leads started to take over each person's spot. And so I was pretending that I wasn't paying attention. But I start noticing that they were going off to a different area. And after each person came back, both the crew lead and that my supervisor came to me and asked me, hey, can you come with us to the conference room? I'm thinking, I'm like, what did I do now? I am quiet. I'm doing my job. I just want to just, you know, collect my hours and go home. You know, it's when I come, when I come to work, I'm not looking to have friends. I'm not here to make friends. I have friends. And one thing you should know about me is that I have a very small circle of friends. I am very, very strict on who is in my circle. I don't play that. Let me tell you. And so 
I went on. I was like, okay, went on with no problem. Like, oh, all right, sure. And as we got into the conference room, they were explaining that, well, one person was um, mentioning that your attitude was off. You were saying no in a rude tone. And when they asked you, you just said no and you didn't help them. I literally just told them, I let them have it. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, so it's this person, right? And I told them the name. They're like, well, we can't really tell you who it's who it's from. These are confidential. I was like, hmm, yeah, it's that person. I already know because that's the only person that has even mentioned asking me about that. So no one else has said anything. And long story short... After we had this conversation, I was already one step ahead of them. I went to my HR the next morning, super early that morning. And I went to go talk to her. I was like, hey, did you get any um, documents about me? Any notes about me being rude? My attitude was being very poor. She told me, she asked me, she's like, "What, what notes? I didn't get nothing. Remind you when people write a statement about you it and a supervisor takes it, they are supposed to give it to the HR or whoever is in charge in the office. They didn't even do that. So they were trying to get me in trouble, try to get me fired. And with that, you know, with that lesson... I have learned that some people are just miserable with their life and try to make yours miserable too because of what they see that you have. Let me tell you, sis, that's not all. I I wish I can be on here all day and talk to you about everything that's went on with me. But the gist of the most important moment that really started it all was when I became pregnant and one of the things I want I want to remind you as well and keep it real and keep it 100 with you. I'm the only black woman in my field in that factory, not in the office, literally on the floor doing the work. The only black woman out of almost 600 and something employees. Well, of course, I live in a small town. What should I expect? You know, all my life, I have been the only black girl in everything. I've been the only black girl in college classes and high school. I was the only black girl in jazz band. I was the only black girl doing just all these other things. And I never looked at it as a racial factor ever because... I just know what I was doing that was helping me succeed because that's what I wanted to do. I didn't care. But when you start understanding why these people are doing what they're doing and you take a step back, I've even had many people actually state everything that I have been going through and I haven't even realized until until my mental health started down spiraling. And I was like, Wow, 
I am going through a lot. I'm in a small town where there is not much diversity. I'm in a factory. Remind you, factories are known for to be a man's job. So yes, there were women there and, you know, but I was the only black woman and a lot of racial tension was there. And one of the things too is that I also have a white husband. So we are the only interracial married couple in the entire plant. So I'm dealing with that. I am black. I'm a woman. I'm I'm in a interracial marriage. And some people know, of course, I have a biracial daughter. And they see the relationship I have with my husband. By the way, my husband does work with me. <laughs> and so that's one of the things that I was dealing with. And so as I was coming back from my maternity leave, I I didn't feel like me. So I made a promise as I was on my maternity leave, I had to get out of that department. Ironically, there was a position open that where my husband was working, same shift, same everything. So we worked by side by side. With me being who I am, not really caring about the whole we're married type deal because when we come to work, we're co-workers. But other people didn't see it that way. So as I came back, I had a talking to with my supervisors and our HR and everything like that. So that's fine. But as the years went by and I'm working with my husband, I've had many people tell me to my face that they didn't want me to get the position. They hoped I didn't get the position. They're mad that I got the position because I am married and that I'm working with my husband. And I get it, you know, that could be caused by favoritism and things like that. But In all reality, as long as you show that you are just co-workers and you get your job done in the best way that you can, what's the point? Why is such a big deal? And then as I start talking to people in my business and just overall, just different people outside of the source. And as I mentioned it to them, they're like, the reason why people do what they do and say what they say is because they wish they had what you have. They wish that they can have that relationship with their significant other and work side by side with them. And I thought about it. I was like, yeah, you're right. Because every person that I've talked to, has told me, oh, I can't work with my significant other. I see them every day. It's too much anyway. And when I see that, I'm like, well, obviously that's not a good relationship you're having with your significant other. Now, I get it. Yes, you need time away. You need a break, of course. But I can also manage to work with my husband with no problem. It's not a big deal. But what I'm currently dealing with now is the fact of working with my husband And they see that we are black and white. And I have been dealing with that for the last three years. 
I was only in my first department for a year and then I changed to a different department and it's going on three years for this. Remind you, it's so challenging. In the last year, I have dreaded to wake up. I have dreaded to even see a reason to get up and move around and get out of bed. I didn't see a point and to do my podcast. I didn't see a point to show up for my business and show up for you all because of all the mental challenges that I have been facing, all the hardships and, and emotional you know, situations that I've been dealing with. And, you know, it's just, it's, I can't even explain it. I've cried every day. I hurt every day. I've begged my husband every day that I just, I want to leave. And now I have made a decision. And that is what this episode is all about. I just wanted to give you a highlight of what I am going through, but that's not this entire episode. That is not what I want this highlight of this episode to be about. It's about me. No, it's about what I have learned with what I have experienced in the past and what I'm currently dealing with and what I have came to a conclusion to do. It's change. Like my last episode about protecting your peace, getting out of that toxic environment, and why you should. Yeah, this is why. You have to change. Change is difficult, but you owe it to yourself. You hear me, sis? So I've told myself time and time, I don't want to change. I don't want to move because of you know, taking my husband out of his element of his hometown and leaving his family behind and all of this. But as I sat down and thought about it and and really, really analyzed it, I did the same for him. As I got out of high school, I moved. No friends, no family, two and a half hours away and rebuilt my life because it was change. I was ready to be an adult. I was ready to fly and and see what was out there for me to create. And now I have found out what I want. I've established what I want. Now I see that I can't grow here. I can't soar here. There's nothing here. So you have to move yourself out of these toxic environments that don't serve you anymore, that doesn't allow you to grow and heal and be who you are authentically and unapologetically. You have to remind yourself that you're doing this for you and you owe it to yourself. It is a privilege to be you. It's a privilege to wake up in the morning and start a new day and find out new opportunities and be who you want to be. It is a privilege to have a day 24 hours to do whatever you want. So change is good. Change can be difficult, but you owe it to yourself, sis. 
And you shouldn't keep yourself around these toxic environments. So I'm going to tell you, your next step, if you are in a toxic workplace, marriage, relationship, around toxic family members or friends, remove yourself. That's your next step. If you value who you are, value your life, your mental state, your emotional state, your spiritual state, move yourself because you owe it to yourself, sis. Change is difficult, but you owe it to yourself. Thank you for joining me again on the Fearless Mom Tribe podcast. If you found this week's episode inspirational and or valuable, be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss out on an episode. Don't forget to leave a rating on iTunes and or feedback in the comment section. If you know anyone that is in need of a dose of inspiration, also feel free to share with friends and family. Looking forward to talking to you soon, beauty. Thank you.